Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back, everybody, to Star Wars Minute. It's our podcast where we talk about Star Wars in excruciating detail, every single individual minute, one by one. Uh, we're up to minute 34. I'm Pete the Retailer from Nerd Geek Dork. I'm Alex Robinson from the Ink Panthers podcast. And it's me, Gaz, hanging out in the sword room. <laughs> so like I said, we're at uh, minute 34. 34 starts out with uh, Obi-Wan going into his trunk to get uh, Luke's, well... Anakin's lightsaber for Luke, and uh, then they Luke does a little lightsaber demonstration, and then asks about his father, and and this clip ends with uh, Obi Wan explaining a little bit about Luke's father to him. So, did any of you guys have anything uh, specific from this minute? There's a lot of good, interesting stuff here. There is one thing I want to say before we get into the lightsaber stuff, which I'm sure is going to be a lot. Is before he hands in the lightsaber, the the second shot. Obi-Wan's looking in the, the box, the sword box, and there's cuts to a scene of Luke fixing C-3PO, which, by the way, he did an amazing job repairing all that damage. But more specifically, Mark Hamill is, like, I guess, tightening a screw on the arm. But every time I look at it, it looks like pantomime. <laughs> like, I, I'm, like, freeze-framing it, and I feel like he doesn't have tools in his hand. Like, he's just, like, meh, 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 like, like an improv stage. Like, <laughs> I'm really getting this. And I keep, and it's possible there's a tiny screwdriver that it's covered, but it really just looks like he's twisting his hands around on the arm. Like, it, it, I don't know. You think he's using that telekinesis that was not <laughs> previously in the movie. Right. You think that's, that's Anthony Daniels' influence? Like, Anthony Daniels is sitting there with Mark Hamill saying, like, you know, if you were a real actor, you'd do it uh, without a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. And I think, and then uh, Mark Hamill afterwards is like, you know, I don't want him giving me notes. <laughs> so maybe uh, he won't be in the next scene. Yeah. That was a good um, C3PO. That was a good Anthony Daniels voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so the other thing is C-3PO mysteriously tells Luke, oh, I'm going to shut down for a while. And I just think that's such an odd detail. Like, why did George Lucas include that line of him shutting down? And I remember there was a lot of speculation that it's because Obi-Wan was talking about Luke's father. Mm. And C-3PO has instructions anytime Anakin Skywalker comes up, <laughs> you know, you know nothing. Like, just it's like you know the droid crash. equivalent of like la 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 i can't hear yeah, you, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, you th- there was actual speculation like back in the day about that or is this more modern stuff 
Well, no, obviously now we all know about it, but it's just weird that he said, if you don't need me, I will close down for a while. Like, it's it's an odd detail to include if it has no significance to... I, I do agree it's an odd detail that always seemed strange, and I always wondered that maybe Anthony Daniels couldn't be on the set, and they, so they had to just find a, like have the suit sit there and find a reason for it. But I never heard the theory that he deliberately wanted to be out of the conversation about Anakin Skywalker. That's new to me. See, I think that, again, his dedication to craft, I think he's in the suit the whole time. He's just sitting there standing perfectly still <laughs> because he's a mime. That's what he does. He's, he's, he can do that. You could, you I could think agree. they were like, so uh, we'll just prop the suit up. And he's like, no. <laughs> how, I just, how does he know when to wake up, though? Like, is there some button Luke's got to push? Or does he just sort of like, oh, someone's talking to me. And like, like, is he off, like dead off? Or is he in some kind of standby mode? He must be in, I assume he's in some kind of standby. He does say shut down. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's shut right, down. He says, shut down. I think he says close down. Oh, close down. Yeah, he says right. close down. But also, he picked a bad time, too, because, like, oh, here's an awesome story about Jedi's. I'm going to swing a lightsaber around. He's like, I'm going to turn off right now, right when exciting <laughs> stuff's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Although that does, yeah, see, now it's making me think that maybe it was intentional. He knew where Obi-Wan was going with that, and he didn't want to get kind of, uh, you know, he didn't, plausible deniability for that, that whole thing. I'm worried that by the end of this, I'm going to think that that George Lucas is a genius, and this whole thing is one grand network of of <laughs> amazing woven storytelling. I'm going to assume that has more to do with the genius of a thousand, well, a thousand, a million nerds on the internet, you know, justifying every detail. Right? Yeah, like little elves patching up all these little inconsistencies <laughs> and stuff to, uh, to to make them work. So um, the lightsaber. First time we see the lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty awesome. It is really cool. It is weird that uh, when Luke turns it on for the first time, he's holding it so it's pointed directly at Obi-Wan, and it kind of misses cutting him by like an inch. And then he starts (laughs) swinging it around, and I'm like, isn't that kind of the equivalent of giving someone a gun and just being like, hey, check this out, you know, like. And why would he point it at Obi Wan? Like, even if he like doesn't know how to use, like, I don't know. It's just it seems awkward. Like awkward. Like, wouldn't you hold it straight up like a a sword? Yeah, ideally Obi Wan should have turned it on first and then handed it to him. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like demonstrate, you know, like cut through like a slice of ham or something and be like, "This is dangerous, right?" You would have accidentally. You would cut off these repeals arm. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Maybe it's some kind of hazing ritual like to jedis like see if you can handle this buddy how's how's your force doing yeah i guess so i guess if he had if he had uh, you know accidentally cut his own head off then well i guess he wasn't the new hope anyway (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the lightsaber is interesting it's one of the few times where lucas stops the action to focus on a special effect like that you know what i mean most of the time the special effects have been kind of like at the service of the story and you only see them in passing and stuff. But this is one time where it's kind of like, here's a presentation of how to do the light, you know, like, uh, you know, of him just standing there waving it around. Yeah. Which so. I guess works even better because he has made such a blase thing about spaceships and robots and laser guns that even in this crazy fantasy world, wow, mm-hmm. a lightsaber. Yep. Like it's that awesome that even these people think it's awesome. Right. And it is, it's, it's smack dab in the middle of this, kind of fantasy conversation where he's talking about knights and, and you know, uh, uh, order and, and the wars, battles. And then he has this kind of very sci-fi implementation of that, which is really cool. Yeah. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I wonder how many people, how many children were pretending to use swords prior to this. I can't help but think it must have boosted the whole let's let's play swords uh, sort of to a really? degree. With like knights and things like that, you don't think kids were just pl- pretending they were metal swords before this? I yeah. guess so, but like wh- how many how many knights were there in pop culture compared to Jedi knights? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Well, I guess 70s, I don't think there was a big knight thing really. Yeah, I guess probably more like 50s. There was like that kind of stuff more. Yeah. I- I'm sure kids use sticks to whack each other. Don't get me wrong about that. <laughs> the idea of using it as like a sword. <laughs> the name they give to the whacking stick. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is your father's whacking stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, I think, led to the recycling of many, many uh, tubes from the middle of gift wrap. Oh, yes. <laughs> totally. I, one time, uh, and I was probably a teenager or maybe even early 20s, found a bunch of those fluorescent tubes in a dumpster no one time. And I was like, yeah, let's fight with these. And yeah, totally just shatter poison <laughs> glass and every, it was terrible. It immediately, we're like, we got to go wash our faces. We're going to be blind. Like, it's horrible. And totally Star Wars' fault. Yes, well, we do not how no, we do not know how many injuries were. Uh, I mean, kids wound up with uh, ne- not neon. What are those fluorescent? Full of fluorescent, fluorescent, fluorescent yeah. lung. That's hard to say. <laughs> that should totally be our catchphrase, though. For this, uh, our little slogan at the bottom of the on the website, it should be like, "It's totally Star Wars's fault <laughs> <laughs> for just about anything." Yeah, uh, although. Uh, Pete, I know you don't like when I bring up the prequels, but I'm going to bring it up. It is odd that if you're watching these movies in order, I'm sure you'd be like, why are they stopping and showing me someone using a lightsaber for one minute after everything we've seen? Suddenly, they would be like, huh, let's slow down. Let's look at these lightsabers for what they can really do. So, uh, <laughs> And like a boring kind of whitish lightsaber. This, you know, it's got nothing going on. It's not, it's, yeah. not, it's not super fancy. It's not red. It's not purple. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. Like yeah. vaguely, vaguely periwinkle. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Well, I know at some point I I thought that lightsaber color was somehow influenced by the user. Like that's why Darth Vader's was red, not because he built a red one, because he's evil, so it turned red. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I had like a vague theory that Luke's was kind of like whitish blue because he wasn't really a Jedi yet, and he just had like a little bit of inkling of the Force. And you know, this is all just stuff I made up as a kid, but I like I like you said, the nerds justifying like that to me made perfect sense. Like, oh yeah, well, why would it be blue? He's he's barely a Jedi, you know. Right. Hmm. But of course, the Luke Skywalker action figure came with a yellow lightsaber. So yes, uh, yeah, which was very confusing. <laughs> you were um, very yeah. confused as a child. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had this great uh, inflatable because, like, to capitalize on, it, there was a. Did you guys have, uh, ever have this before? They'd had the cool plastic lightsabers that you would swing around and they'd make noise. Mm-hmm. The first batch, the first attempt at uh, uh, merchandising lightsabers, was basically like a flashlight with a long balloon on the end, mm-hmm. and it was just so that it was like this vinyl inflatable. Blade. Did it actually have like the Star Wars logo on the side of the blade too? I, yeah, did it. I think it did. Yeah. I thought so, because I, I thought I remember seeing it, because I never owned it, but I saw pictures of it, and I thought I remember thinking, like, that's awesome, but I'm like, oh, but it says Star Wars on the blade? That seems weird. 
Oh, I don't remember it on the blade. I remember it on the handle part. Oh, yes. oh on the handle? Maybe maybe I'm misremembering. Certainly had it on the handle. I don't I don't remember it on the blade as much, but I again I was very small. So Yeah, but, a friend of mine had the inflatable uh lightsaber and they, they his proved to be kinda lame because once you whacked with it a bunch you inevitably would start losing air and a little yeah. crack would appear in the seam and you know. Yeah. Still have not come up with I think a good lightsaber that makes noise and that you can actually whack as hard as you need to. Um, I mean. A lot of people take the like the force effects ones that look great and sound great, but will break if you hit them too hard, and they replace the blades with this like super tough plastic stuff, and they have like a heavy duty LED in the bottom, and mm-hmm. they they fight with them like you know you see them at like Comic Con and stuff where they're like wailing on each other, yeah, but like, they probably spent two hundred bucks on it, you know modifications. Yeah, we did have some good um, lightsaber duels <laughs> in at, at Forbidden Planet after hours. Because we had the good, there were ones that that you know, you could hit against each other at a decent, you know, you can't just full out swing, but you can like, you can kind of clack them against each other, right? You know, they they weren't glass or anything; they weren't going to break. So we would. Are you talking about you're talking about the the masterpiece, master replicas, or the force effects ones? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to remember which one. I think they were the force effects ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like Alex. That's like the ones I had at my wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Could you really whack those? You could you could tap them against each other. You wouldn't give them to a kid, but adults could do it. Right. Uh, Uncle uh, Ben Kenobi says he wanted uh, Luke to have the lightsaber when he was old enough, but his uncle wouldn't allow it. How old do you think he means? Sixteen. Because sixteen. Because we see in the prequels uh, ch- very young children being trained as Jedi, so it could oh. be much younger than that. You're right. I wasn't thinking of the prequels, but if you go by the prequels, you're absolutely right. I guess I was thinking kind of like driver's license age, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, Luke doesn't have. Well, I license. do like. The- <laughs> well, he he drives a T16 hopper thing. I assume he needs a license for that. <laughs> he talks about it, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think he's well, droid driving it for him. Right. Well, wait. He drives the land speeder too. <clears throat> so, um, so I like the idea though of Ben <laughs> Kenobi visiting. <laughs> Visiting the Lars homestead and being like, I have a gift for young Luke. And Lars, Uncle Owen's like, ugh, this guy again. He's like, I want to give him this, I want to give this four-year-old a lightsaber because he's old enough now. And Uncle Owen's like, what? <laughs> he's got to change those condensers. Yeah, and that's so, like, uh, you know, like, hey, uh, I brought your kid a gun. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. His dad was a soldier. Yeah. Right. I always thought it was weird that he caught that that Ben Kenobi says describes a blaster as clumsy and random. So I don't know what kind of what kind of technology they have, but I would not want a gun that was where the the definition was that it's a random. It just fires sometimes. Well, I think he's basing that on his observations of stormtroopers. Hayacha. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be playing the Mos Eisley Cantina next week. Thank you. So Ben Kenobi's explanation about Darth Vader is is terrible. Like it's Ben Kenobi at his worst legalese kind of like <laughs> parsing out words like he betrayed and murdered your father. OK, if that's true from a certain point of view, who betrayed him? Darth Vader, who didn't ex- like is Darth Vader a separate entity in Ben's He's mind? describing him as such, like in a psychological term, like he had a break and Darth Vader is this whole other person as opposed to an evil version, I guess. Who betrayed and murdered him. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I just picture like one of those on a TV show where it zooms into the brain and there's like little yeah. Anakin going, hey, no. And then, you know, like he kills him. Like the, yeah. the angel and the devil on his shoulder. 
Yeah, it's 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 a clumsy random explanation. I like it. he does. I, I think, guys, you pointed this out last uh, yesterday that uh, he does kind of take a minute to get his story straight, and it's totally yeah. in the acting that he's just kind of like, okay, well, um, a pupil of mine, <laughs> you know, like right. he has to just kind of like think about it for a second. He's like, all right, what am I going to tell him now? Because he not, had no idea this conversation was ever going to happen. Right, but C three PO did. That's why he showed himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing he talks about uh, a little bit earlier when he's like, your uncle didn't want me, you running off on some damn fool crusade, idealistic crusade like your father did. Yeah. But they were in a war together. It wasn't like they were like, hey, let's go liberate some slaves or, hey, let's, you know, get people the right to vote. Like, it wasn't an idealistic crusade. They were like on the side of the government in power at the time. Well, and they were soldiers in that war. And, and I just it, it's odd to describe that as an idealistic crusade, isn't it? That's I, I actually had idealistic crusade question mark in my notes because it's uh, it did because you know it made the Clone Wars sound more like you know like Obi, like the like the Rough Riders that you know like Obi Wan and Anakin went off to fight in some battle that didn't totally affect them, but it was like a you know like they were they were fighting for the side of right you know even though right. it wasn't like up in, all in their face. And then yeah. the, I, I mean, I haven't seen much of the the Clone Wars uh, stuff that they've done, the TV show, and all that. But I I don't think it's like that. No, it's not. It's well, I it's, guess you could well, you could argue that it is an idealistic crusade in this more in the sense of a Union soldier fighting during the Civil War. <laughs> like they had a a uh, a goal in mind that was a higher calling. In the, in the case of this American Civil War, it was like the ending of slavery. It was so you could argue that by by holding the Galactic Republic together, in that sense, it was a idealistic crusade. But mm. again, this is really if More I was this is legalese. I'm talking as I'm talking as Obi Wan Kenobi's defense attorney here. I'm not saying yeah. I believe this. I'm just <laughs> trying to come up with any reasonable doubt <laughs> that that what could, it could be described as an idealistic crusade. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, <laughs> what are ideals? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it also just makes me wonder how they teach history in the Empire. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in the sense that um, probably they the, teach... Go ahead. I would say probably that the Jedi tried to grab power and take it away from the duly elected officials and therefore the officials had to quell the jedi uprising and like you know spin it that whole way Mm. so if that's true then luke should react more strongly to the fact that ben kenobi says oh yeah i was a jedi like the same as your father the same way you'd say yeah i was in the taliban the same as your father you know what i mean like right like you'd be like what my father was a jedi like that's crazy you know but yeah uh, well again i think they're far enough out that it doesn't really affect them that much he was homeschooled yeah yeah, All and again, he knows that's... about his farming. <laughs> He's not learned is... any history. The prequels do make that worse because without the prequels, we don't know how big a force the Jedi's were. Because like when we see the prequels and they're this like institution where they're sort of like half church, half police force and everything, then it is like, yeah, how do they spin the history of that? But looking at just the original movies or more specifically just this one, it could be like, oh, there was like ten Jedi Knights. They're like crazy old wizards that one you know, once in your lifetime you might possibly see one. Hmm. And in that sense, then it's not so weird. They don't have to explain where they went. Right. They're they just kind of say, wandering they, around. Yeah. Do they say in the scene what the Jedi's job was? They don't say, although they were the guardians of peace. And, yeah, uh, but that's kind of nebulous. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, that could be... Uh, Guardians of Peace and Justice throughout the galaxy, I think, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, like I said, I kind of had an image of like, uh, what's the name, Kwai Chang Kang from Kung Fu just wandering around doing good, you know, not necessarily being in a temple, like talking to bureaucrats and that kind of stuff. Yeah, having <laughs> being involved with the Senate and all that. Yeah. When you pictured this whole backstory when you were a kid, you didn't picture a lot of bureaucracy and negotiation? <laughs> well, no, I did, but I just figured that's what yeah. Princess Leia would do, and that would be, you know, her solo movie, and yeah. No, I keep so. uh, I, when I was a kid, I kept really hoping. I was like, I hope at some point they go into an explanation for the taxation of trade routes in the Galactic <laughs> Republic because that's what every uh, everyone you, dreams. Of. You couldn't just start with that. You had to build up and make it a franchise, and then you hit them with what they've been waiting yeah. for all these years. Otherwise, <laughs> nobody would see the other movies. And once they know that, why would you even care? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, on a technical side, um, like a production side, I noticed right in the beginning when uh, he's getting the lightsaber out of the trunk. There's like a little crack in the wall. Um, the sword trunk. The sword trunk, yep. There's a, a crack in the wall and you can see a shadow of like a crew member or somebody walking by, which isn't a big deal. And like, you know, I only noticed because I'm overanalyzing it, but I was trying to think of a reason in this world, like kind of to get a no prize, you know, because he's, he's the, there shouldn't be anybody out there because he's this hermit in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, well, was it like a Tuscan Raider scouting the place out or whatever? And I, I was thinking maybe it's like that little rat guy, that spy that we see later, but this was like his first, oh, something's going on in old Ben Kenobi's house, you know? Like, hmm. I think it is the essence of Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh. <laughs> Sulking around outside, wishing he could talk about lightsabers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's like R2 looking – it parallels R2 looking into Yoda's house, standing outside mournfully. Qui-Gon Jinn is standing outside going, oh. Oh, my gosh. George Lucas, this is genius. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were sitting around talking about stuff, and then he went out to go get Luke. And then he was right. like – like Luke made, Obi-Wan made Luke wait outside for a second. He was like, oh, hang on. I just have to clean up. And he went in, and he was like, go outside. Go outside. I'm going to talk to him. It'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Go hide in that thing on the wall. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else before we move on to the next minute of Ben and Luke chatting? Um, good. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all I had was Darth Vader, Jedi, comma pupil of Ben's, which we we kind of covered. That's all. All that stuff is yeah. 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 Star Wars minute. <laughs> <laughs> minute.